And we're here for the Ruined Radio Vodcast yes, here at RMS Studios in Nashville, Tennessee, and Woo. it is snowing. That's stupid. Winter Wonderland outside. People who have to deal with snow all the time, I feel sorry for you. It's horrible. Ugh. <laughs> It is horrible. You have to be a total moron to live up where it snows <laughs> all the time. That's what I say. That's exactly what I say. That's why I'm packing my bag and moving to Florida. West moving Coast or no coast? Moving to Florida. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I miss the West Coast. Well, this is what's weird is Christmas Day. It was like 65. Well, last yeah. week it was like 65. Well, next it? week it's going to be 65. Woo! Seriously, that's Nashville for you, though. If you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Let me tell you, everywhere in the country says that you are not that special. I am Jake Jones. To my left, Justin Forshaw. To his left, Tom Reardon. And Brooks Holt. Oh, I was going to call you something retarded. Uh, what was that last week? I don't remember. I don't know. I'm just glad you're not using the Caucasian invasion like Lou. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about it. I was this close to saying it. I was like, no, I'll let that one go. Listen, Brooks, those are big shoes to fill. They are. Mm, we're actually I'm not there yet. We're actually missing Luke Andrews this week because he is out with Family Force Five. Mm-hmm. After that, I'm pretty sure he's going out with uh, with Disciple and the Ben. Uh, listen, I need everyone who's listening to this right now to reach out to Danny Goki. Luke submitted a uh, an, an audition uh, to play for Danny Goki. <laughs> yeah, and let me tell you, Luke Andrews is a phenomenal guitarist. He is like. 10 years old and is a hundred million times a guitarist I will ever be. If anybody deserves that gig, it's that kid. He has a, he's a sweetheart. He loves he really God is. with all his heart and, and uh, would work really hard. So everybody reach out to Danny Goki and tell him that he needs Luke Andrews to play for him. Do it. So hi guys. Hi. Hi. You know, usually we kind of ahead of time are like, so this is what we're going to talk about. Yeah, we didn't do that. We keep uh, saying we're going to have things pre-planned, and then we get in here because we're lazy. We're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. figure it out. It'll be okay. That's why we talk about random things like bat bombs. <laughs> yeah, that was. I just listened to that again. It was kind of partially mortified. There were a few it's racial. Mostly there were some racial slurs. <laughs> there were two different times on there where it was like this is getting racial. Yeah, it's and borderline then, racist. Oh, got racist again. Huh. But wait a minute. Okay. But no, and it's, it's totally cool. Um, I think it's because of our culture and the whole PC movement. Right. That just re- it's ridiculous. I can say with a million percent certainty that no one who's in this room now, nor anyone who was in the room when we shot the podcast with Andrew Stan is anywhere remotely racist against anyone. No, no. Um, but we've all been trained not to hurt people's feelings with funny jokes. So. Exactly. I think Heaven honestly, I, I think the only race that that you're allowed to be racist against is white people. It's, it's, yeah, the, this is actually true. It's yeah. I don't know. You could call white people pretty much anything, and they're not going to say no. anything about it. I think it's starting to get racist. The term is white. <laughs> 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 what you talking about, Cracker? <laughs> so white, so white. I can't wear white shoes. I I tell you, that's we were talking about that the other day. Do <laughs> yeah, y'all are a little younger, but not that much younger. Do you remember when like the white K Swiss shoes were were the fashion? Yeah, absolutely. I think K-Swiss. so. K Swiss, K Swiss, I just remember you, getting, you're probably too young. I'm a little younger, so I we're gonna have to get know. a studio deal with K Swiss because this is the second <laughs> podcast with. Uh, I think really? we were talking. Yeah, we were talking about this with Paul. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So, well, Swiss yeah. rehash the white socks. shoe dilemma. You do the white socks with the red stripes. Oh, you gotta that have a, you gotta have that knee high socks though. Yep, yep, yep. And the and the, the baggy short, cargo pants. Yeah, or the shorts that go just past your knee, so the socks go up mm-hmm. to the shorts. I actually saw a guy um, pushing carts for Kroger. You know, nothing wrong with that, but he had shorts on and then the knee high white socks with the red stripes. I don't know. So is it coming I mean, back? Because I mean, the no. '90s is making a comeback. No, so is, dude. Is wait, that, is it really? There are some dude, things. Yeah. That, there were some the things that had one, comeback, one no, go around. You know, yeah, there was like like, there was one glory day for I was that. I mentioned Jenko. I had some Jenko pants. Yep. Did I you did really? Too. I did too. I, I had did. that face. I had that. Mine had the big like J with a dude on the back on the back pocket. Absolutely, and it's big too. Yeah, like a circus clown. I think I was fortunate the fact that I went to a Christian school, so we weren't really able to wear stuff like that. So I was able to like slide under that phase and not get in. To yeah. it. I will tell you, I was one of the sneak people into bars with those pants. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I was I was poor growing up, and so I mean, and and I trust me, I was I had a completely happy uh, upbringing. I, I love my life. I love you know, no regrets. But um, the only jinkos that I ever had were hand me downs from people that my mom worked with. Uh, I was an only child, not really an only child, but essentially I was an only child. Functionally, my, functionally, exactly. My siblings were w- much older. We had different, uh, different mom, um, and uh, yeah. So any any cool fashion I had came in as hand me downs from these boys I never even knew, and so I, I think I might have had one pair of Jinkos, but I had like a lot of Jinko, like merch i had like jinko shirts and jinko uh, hats <laughs> they held on to those darn pants i mixed it up i'd have like a stussy shirt jinko pants <laughs> um what were the other there was some inappropriate stuff too like the big johnson shirts remember those mm-hmm. remember the big johnson shirts? that's horrible um i'm not giving a shout out to that, that was, <laughs> i don't even i'm not gonna admit to owning those but right i i remember one uh so i went to a public school till i was 13 and then i i actually moved and uh and my stepmom uh taught at a private school and and uh and so i I went to that school but um (laughs) but i remember wearing a newport shirt to school one time i was like in fourth grade (laughs) i I didn't even know what newport Newport was My mom's always smoked <laughs> cool 100s, but uh, before they had the blue packs, they were all green. And uh, and so I remember wearing a Newport shirt to, to school one day and the principal actually coming and sitting next to me at the breakfast table before school started and saying, hey, listen, uh, you can't wear that. We're going to have to put a, sh- we're going to like give you a shirt from our school for you to wear today because you can't wear a shirt that's advertising a, a cigarette company <laughs> like Newport meanwhile Jake's family's, getting, <laughs> Jake's family's getting a percentage because he's a billboard for their cigarette company that was part of a program that Newport had set up to start kids younger at school <laughs> oh my god it's genius kids that's love funny. these shirts man that is funny well yeah well uh, Tom how are you doing man I'm good. So I'm good. Tom, so some of you might have seen, and if you haven't, you need to go look. But uh, Tom um, is an incredible drummer, and uh, and so uh, some of the work that that we do here in the studio is is uh, some of the editing and mixing for his uh, drum cover videos. Um, so tell us about that. Like I, I know that you've you've been doing them longer than I've known you, but but uh, yeah, I mean, basically, I kind of i mean i saw you know all the youtube videos 
like growing up, you know, Brooks, you know, and uh, he's Luke, had some success doing the, sure, the drum yeah, covers. Absolutely. And then uh, Luke Holland, you know, and so uh, freaking good. just a couple other people, you know, that kind of just uh, Cobus and, uh, you know, just they've always killed the scene. And I decided, well, this can't be too hard. And I learned that I was wrong. <laughs> um, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to my playing. And so if it's just like, I just did a, like a little drum clip tonight of whitewashed, uh, by August Burns red. Nice. Um, Great band. and it was horrible because, <laughs> uh, because obviously Matt Griner is a beast. And when it comes to, I, I'm not big on, um, uh, like blast beats and stuff like that, you know? So <coughs> I just never played anything like that but i was like man i'm doing all these covers and i don't want to be a pansy and like just post easy covers i want to do something that's like oh wow that was actually kind of hard you know little did i know that i was gonna have to like practice it like 200 times (laughs) (laughs) and still kind of butcher it you know get by um you know but they it's it's a lot of work that goes into it it. and then obviously you know when i give you the drum cover it's like horrible and then you make it like, oh, <laughs> you know, so. Well, I appreciate the compliment. However, uh, you can't make crap sound good. That's that's not true. That's very false. And, and you know uh, that. Smear it around. <laughs> you smear it around. Smear it you around. can polish turds, but there's no there's no denying that it's still a turd. It's just shiny. Um, you're, no, you're a great drummer. And uh, and uh, I, you know, I appreciate you letting us do that. But um, but yeah, so. Uh, something and I, I didn't actually talk to you about this um, ahead of time, uh, but something I wanted to talk to you about. So Tom Reardon, I'm going to talk to the audience just for a second. Tom uh, was our tour manager for three years. Yeah, and I've talked about Tom before on the podcast. Uh, what's really cool about Tom is we got off tour uh, from we did Winter Jam in 2012. Went and recorded our album finished i did uh, we were waiting on the album to come out we weren't getting any money so i took a job cleaning parking lots for a little while that job sucked (laughs) it was overnights (laughs) and literally i drove around in a big vacuum cleaner um disguised as a pickup truck and drove all around kentucky and tennessee cleaning cleaning parking lots all night long so i needed a job (laughs) he would look so amazing at the end of the night (laughs) it looked like a freaking like nuclear explosion happened right here i'm going i'm going to post a picture uh right now you're looking at a photograph of me after working all night um i had long hair and it would just turn into a fro it's crazy (laughs) so um but no i i needed a job that wasn't overnights now um being broke as we were and actually always have been um we uh you know only one vehicle my wife was working at the time so i needed a job i could walk to so i walked down uh, it's the equivalent of two two or three blocks from my house to the shopping center by where i lived and there were a ton of businesses so i went into every single business i possibly could that didn't require a college education because i don't have one of those so i submitted an application to to every every place i could at the shopping center and i get a call back from this tom reardon i go in i do an interview now i didn't want anyone any job i got but i didn't want at the time tom to know that i was in a band that's right and so i i did my darndest to fill out the application in such a way that i was not really lying but i was being vague enough that uh that 
that, you know, I, you know, you wouldn't really know I was in a band. And the reason is because uh, a lot of places won't hire you if they know you're in a band and they know that you're going to be leaving for tour soon. And, you know, they want someone that's going to stick around and, and work their way up. And so I remember having that interview and Tom, you actually asked me, um, so why did you move to Tennessee? And I think I told you for employment opportunities, (laughs) (laughs) which is true. I mean, you know, and, uh, and so I tried to be as careful as I possibly could not to really spoil it because I think even our bassist at the time, Dave had applied a little bit before me and was interviewed by, I didn't know who at the time turned out to be a different guy, but. Um, when he told him he was in a band, he didn't get the job. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, uh, I, uh, t- I moved to Tennessee to get jobs <laughs> for other jobs, <laughs> to get things, the jobs. To, to work monies. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, so I wound up getting the job and Tom and I hit it off right away. But I want, what, what is your, uh, your perception of that whole story? And, and so, I mean, in general, I, uh, you know, I was managing Moe's. I had played drums in a couple different ba- na- like Nashville no-name bands um, for a while. And um, n- really nothing came of it. So I was, you know, just kind of doing the whole Moe's thing. You know, just kind of, I got promoted to a general manager. I bought a house. Life was good. You know, but I still, like, ever since I was younger, I knew, like, I want to do something tour-related. It's been a goal of mine ever since I stopped wanting to be a doctor. And it's like, I want to be on the road. And so when I saw Jake come in, he had long hair at the time. I knew I was like, this guy's in a band. Like, I just knew it. I think my, I think I may even have, have had like a nose piercing or something at the time. I don't yeah, remember. Maybe. I didn't even realize you didn't still or have my eyebrow pierced. pierced or something. Yeah. Something like that. Something was pierced. <laughs> <laughs> something. <laughs> but, uh, so I knew right off the bat that, you know, you, that you were in a band of some sort, you know, and, uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to surround myself around people that are, you know, at least in a band, regardless of whether it's big or small, simply because people that are in bands are entertainers and it was just going to be good for business. Right. So I think I hired you with no clue of what's going on. <laughs> and Dave spoiled it. Right. I think so. Yeah. Cause, Cause it, I got Dave the, the job kind of, yeah. You were like, Hey, my buddy needs a job. I was like, okay, you're doing pretty good. You know, bring him in. And then I hired Dave and then Dave was like, yeah, he's in my band. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I you hope know, you're like, watching this day. <laughs> I was like the 1%, you know, like everyone else, like you said, would have been like, oh, dirt. you know, wait a minute. Let's, uh, let's undo this, you know, and <laughs> Jake, you're fired. Yeah. I was like, Dave, Sweet. you're not getting the job, you know? Okay. You guys are in a band. That's cool. You know? And then we kind of hit it off. Little did I know that it was like two or three weeks before that. I had gone on vacation just to go on vacation. I saw that Switchfoot was playing at uh, Rock the Universe at Universal Studios. Universal Studios. Yeah. So I was like, cool. I wanted to go to a theme park anyways. We, I ended up getting a good deal on it. So I went there. I, you know, we were playing uh, or we were uh, just walking around, you know, listening to bands and whatnot, riding rides. And next to the Twister ride stood there. Right next to watched, the Twister ride. Watched Underneath this band, that, you know, play. And, uh, I was like, eh, they're all right. And I walked <laughs> no off. No way. Walked off. <laughs> I've never heard this story. <laughs> this story. Not even kidding. I walked off and um, I had no idea. 
and you know went on my day well little did i know that was we as human and then after talking to you i think you know it was like oh yeah we were playing like the stage next to the twister ride and i was like oh great you know like i just i was just kind of like eh, you know <laughs> they're, they're, they're all right oh, well wait actually um so i was still working my parking lot cleaning job when i applied and i got the job and i remember talking to you and i asked you uh hey is it cool if i give my two weeks at this other job because i was trying to get out of that one but i didn't want to quit there first and then maybe not get this job right so i i put in my two weeks and uh during that two weeks is when you did your interview with dave and dave told you that he was in my band so that's when you connected the dots realized and it's during this two-week period that that we were we as human i was in we as human and i guess you had told another employee who was there and so my first day i walk in right thinking nobody's gonna know i'm just gonna be a regular hourly employee i'm gonna right. i'm gonna put in my nine to five get off at the end of the day i'm only gonna have this job for a couple months because just like i said in the the uh one of the other vodcasts that you know we thought our album was coming out in you know in the january or something so this was october of 2012 i thought you know i'm just gonna be a regular employee fly under the radar do as much as i have to do and then leave i walk in and i go to clock in and i hear this other employee from the office shout hey rock star <laughs> and i just thought oh crap nice what and uh and so that's when that's when i found out yeah it turns out tom saw you guys playing at universal studios <laughs> like how huh how what me i don't know <laughs> nice. you got the wrong guy uh, I was so scared. I thought, oh, crap. They're never... I'm like, I'm never going to... They're going to fire me in like two weeks. So at this time, you guys had uh, like 17,000 likes on Facebook. I, I actually have a screenshot of it somewhere. No way. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I mean, we just kind of... We all hit it off. We always had a ton of fun. Um, Jake knew that, you know, <sighs> I wanted to... Or I was playing drums, you know, and that... Um, I think I did like a horrible, horrible cover of Sever. Um that's right. It was I, remember that. I remember seeing that way back. Yeah, too. because like oh, at that time, that. I just had no idea that like I should put some space between because the old version of Sever just started boom right out, and I had no idea that I should actually put some space between starting that song. So I was just like, <laughs> I probably tried it like eight hundred times, like to start on on key, and it was absolutely horrible. Um, you know, so I took it down because it was uh, absolutely. <laughs> no. But, uh, you know, so they, I think you guys came over, uh, Justin and you and Dave came over to my house and oh, we kind of, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. We kind of played for a little bit, uh, barbecued and whatnot. And, um, that's right around so, the same. Go ahead. Well, I was already on staff at that point, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I got hired. You guys, Dave and Jake guess, were on staff yeah. and then. I don't know who brought you were, it up. You were working. I was like, I need, I need something because you were working landscaping. I was doing landscaping, landscaping. and landscaping in Tennessee in the freaking heat of July is <laughs> the most evil thing that you could ever do. I know Andrew Welsh says that he does landscaping and loves it, but he's insane. Um, so I, 
I don't know how it came about. You, I think, mentioned that they needed a new prep cook. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I don't have to interact with a lot of people. I can dice stuff up and <laughs> you know, right. eat food in the, in the back. And I was like, that's the job for me. So Spitting set up everybody's an interview food. with you. Yep. And it's like, you, I don't even, you asked me like three questions. Like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I, just, I already had my mind set out that like Dave and Jake worked out so well that I was like, I mean, I think the guy that we had at the time or a girl that we, we had at the time. That's or right. It, well, it was just kind of people just. That's right. Yeah. Anybody who could. So it was just kind of, it just made sense. I was even doing yeah. prep for a little while. I so think. I got yeah. the job. I was doing prep and, and then. So I had three of you guys working for me. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're still waiting for a record to come out. Yeah. I remember thinking, all right, it's going to be next month. All right, it's going to be I next know. month. Yep. All right, it's going to be next month. And it just, it kept getting delayed. I actually remember we were at Moe's. We were there working when um, they sent over the first few drafts of our artwork. Originally, the album cover was going to be a white stallion. Um, and it was the coolest looking thing. I was actually oh, that's stoked. Right. It I looked too much like Deftones, right? It did. And I remember when the artwork for the door came in and just kind of being like, yeah, mm. I don't like it. It's dumb. And the original artwork was dumb. I know they kept, it was just like a they mock kept beating up, that whole like door, the door, the door, the door. Yeah. So it's cool. But, and let me we just, were, let me just put it to death right now. It is not an upside down. Oh my God, I was, was going to say that. just a I freaking was door. I say that. <laughs> that is that said, even if it was an upside Jake down just cross, no. <laughs> <laughs> even if it was an upside down cross, uh, was it Paul or Peter? Oh, gosh. Yeah, he was crucified upside down. Yeah, which is an amazing testimony. It was it Paul or Peter though? Testimony. Yeah, no, I. It's Peter, right? I think it was it's Peter. Peter. Oh, and right, that, that's yeah. that's folklore. I don't know if that's necessarily. I don't know if it's true or not. However, it's a cool story. If, yeah, true or not, it is an amazing story that that he didn't he didn't feel worthy to be crucified in the same manner as as his savior. So he was crucified upside down. So an upside down cross is it's it's a great, great story. It's a cool. Our minds were blown when that came out. Like everyone's like, Oh, it's an upside down cross. We're like, wait a minute. My mind's blown, but it's not, it's not surprising that people, I mean, no offense to the people that, well, actually, yeah, offense to you guys. You're you're freaking dumb. (laughs) (laughs) If you thought that was an upside down cross, then you need to take inventory in your house because four panel doors are everywhere. And maybe, maybe the Illuminati, (laughs) maybe the Illuminati got to your, your home and freaking the contractors like yep four panel yeah, doors exactly <laughs> that kind of stuff is so stupid well, it just, i kind of like the idea that that we're part of the illuminati we totally are it really just goes to the fact of you're looking at something way too long <laughs> it's it's stuck. you're trying to find something we're wrong on a tangent it. now but it, it's it's a hobby like the whole conspiracy thing is a hobby for people who need something in their life and so you know i what? totally forgot about the door <sighs> thing but before i knew who y'all were i remember seeing random people post like an it was an article or something about that yeah like i don't know like new release Tuesday, like a site like that it might not have been them but someone posted it before i even knew who this yeah. man was like, <laughs> well i mean okay, it, that's stupid it, it, and then, the thing is is like if that's the issues that we need to be worried about is like four <laughs> panel doors and stuff like why don't we t- i mean as believers we love god we honor christ why don't we like stand up for something like marriage you know like a real issue let's that's get let's joke. get behind something let's support people and families and mothers and and you know, let's do something like that. Let's. Why is it that there are people who break down door panels? <laughs> like this is what I'm gonna. We you know to what? I'm gonna spend my to life doors. debunking freaking Christian artwork because there are some Illuminati involved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Time to grow so to up. Get back on topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most so to Illuminati. Anyway. <laughs> so 
I think at that time you were trying to, there was like talks of the album coming out. There was talks of new tours and whatnot. We're going out with Red. That's that right. Spring. Red Dro- dropped our first single. It finally got mixed to master. Southbound Fearing. Yeah, Southbound Fearing. Love those guys. What's yeah. up? What's up? And uh, so you were trying to steal me. And I was like, dude, I just bought a house. Like, that's not going to work. Yeah, I was like, we need a tour manager. Yeah. And uh, I think some things fell through with uh, with me coming out with Red. Instead, I came out when Adam had some family. Right. You came out for five dates, I yeah. think. Yeah. That was fun. So that, that was really fun. Was yeah. Good time. Um, that was like the biggest crowds I had played for. And yeah, uh, that, the biggest one was the one in Texas, right? Yep. The Houston. trees. No, the it wasn't tree? the trees. It was that big it warehouse. Was Houston. Yeah. Oh, Houston. Houston Texas. That's right. Yeah. And we went and freaking did the NASA adventure. Yes. Uh, you were part of that. I know. That was amazing. Awesome. I remember sitting in the back of yep. this dude's truck getting shuttled in exactly. and we like parked it was up in the go kart. We're like, dude, this is a go kart, a golf cart. Um, and we were just like, this is the coolest thing ever. Exactly. Yeah. Can't top this one. Well, you know, and, uh, I think the the hardest thing was is that you guys were kind of like okay I'm some random guy you guys couldn't give me the songs because they hadn't been released yet that's right and so I literally had just a a, a very very small amount of time to learn the songs before because it was like okay well hey our manager doesn't really want didn't us to give you the we songs make you didn't we make you practice tracks like we record that's I remember this now we exactly. recorded them during a rehearsal exactly on a this is the truth. We recorded them on a like a four track tape recording machine. To the task cam, yeah. In the basement, and I think I bounced those down into a stereo something into a computer, so you, so I could email them to you. Yeah, that way it wasn't the the whole track or the you know the the real track. They hadn't even released them to us yet. I don't exactly, think. yeah. And uh, so that was that was fun. Um, <laughs> which I mean, at the time we were only playing like four. Five sure, songs, yeah, it wasn't like it that. wasn't yeah. bad. I mean, we were able to to make it work. Ah, wow, I forgot about that. Yep. And then, uh, so I, I I used all my vacation days for that. Um, oh wow. Yep. Used my vacation day. I was like, I would work. I, I like I worked all the way up until then, and then we went for that like extended period of time, and uh, came back, and then just back to the grind. Because five tour days equates to almost like two weeks gone yeah exactly um and then i think things kind of started to come together i think we all gelled really well because it was you know instead of just us three it was adam and justin um cordal and uh you know so we all kind of hit it off and then that's when i think some things came through and we were able to get me out on the carnival of madness so my first tour was the Carnival of Madness? Yeah, that's right. That's a, that's a that was a pretty big first tour. Yeah, that was so scary. I was scared, <laughs> like, because Shine Down's tour manager Jake, awesome guy. Oh yeah, but a scary guy. Scary dude. Oh yeah, he's he, big too. He's mammoth. Yes, and he's. I mean, he's super, super nice. Super, super great guy. But, um, you know, just like me coming off as somebody who knows nothing about that, you know, like trying to go up and like talk to somebody who's been doing it for years, you know, and then seeing how everything kind of gets thrown up and everything. But I mean, it came, came out well. Well, I'll back up a little bit and say that, um, something that really impressed me about you was at the time you were incredibly young. I won't say your age. If you want me to, <laughs> Oh, you can say my age. You're 20 years old. I think you had actually just turned 20. Yep. 
and you turn 20 i started october you turned 20 in november yeah and uh and i you were the general manager of moe's southwest grill and and you were doing a killer job um and uh oh we're taking a photo <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, don't mind me <laughs> so so um but yeah you were you were managing the store and i was i mean i knew what we needed we needed someone who was organized someone who could handle some of the things that we just weren't able to handle um we did winter jam without a tour manager yeah. when every other band at least had a tour manager or someone to Merch help them with stuff something. yeah yeah and we had nobody and it, it caused a lot of stresses in a lot of other areas because we were just spread so thin tour you don't get a lot of sleep right um and you're away from your family it's just everything is is your stress is just heightened and uh, and so i knew we needed somebody and i knew that you were incredibly responsible you were young you loved music you had an incredible knowledge of bands and you were just cool to be around and you didn't have a problem with with throwing down when the time came so that was uh that was what i looked at and i remember calling the other guys we actually got on a, a group call and saying hey look i uh, i'm kind of putting my neck out here but there's this guy and he is my manager actually at uh, at mo's but i know we're going to need somebody and this guy uh i think is the perfect fit because he's easy to go along with and he's he's just awesome and so that was uh, I think Justin Cordell actually had the most reservations mm -hmm. out of anybody and, uh, and bringing you out. It just worked out really well. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we got along with you like really, really, really good. Some mm -hmm. good times, man. It was yes. some good hey, times. You, you've got some videos from me that <laughs> probably get me banned from like all media banned and from earth touring. And I'm pretty earth. sure I have videos from everyone that I could get everyone, including stuff. myself. <laughs> <laughs> i mean those things didn't happen no they didn't happen they were few and far between but when they happen boy yeah. they happen Man. <laughs> tour life hashtag tour life yeah. tour life there's a reason that i don't delete stuff off my phone no i, I got yeah i got some too <laughs> gotta save those for I a mean, rainy day whoa <laughs> hey tom my phone's dead i need to oh. make a phone call really quick can i borrow your phone mine just died well it's crazy having really really cool like things happen going to see nasa and you know just crazy we events crazy on the road things. just crazy random stuff and then the craziness would continue like the day after when we pull back in and have to go work at mo's again like yeah. we literally it Absolutely. was just like nonsense that just never stopped constantly constantly and it's uh i i think uh you you touched on this very 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 briefly earlier um and most people probably missed it but you mentioned something about musicians uh, working and, and how that would be a good idea mm -hmm. and it's really true and it's funny because I hadn't even thought about that as like a selling point for why why anyone should hire me but the truth is we interact with people right all day long every day uh, and regardless of the kind of day we have and we have bad days we have to try at least to kind of put on a happy face and and uh, and give everybody our all and yeah. that was something that really kind of translated into to my work day at, at a place yeah. where I was dealing with grumpy, hungry people all day long, um, trying to just make everybody feel like, uh, like they were my buddy. And that's a huge point. Cause, um, I mean, how many times did we barely make it on stage? Oh, you know what I'm saying? I barely. mean, barely <laughs> it happened a lot and not because we're just lazy and running late because like we left early to be there early and then the van blows up or the trailer 
gets de-hitched yeah. from a bus and wheels on the side of the road. Wheels exactly. fell off. That is close to that picture the other day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, exactly. The the wheel well, you know, falls down and shreds your tire. <laughs> I think that's happened like that seven happened or eight a few times. times. <laughs> Many times. Many times. Think we would, could just take the wheel wells off. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. You know, but, um, uh, and you know, it's, it's horrible, horrible days, you know, and just with us, like literally just getting along so, so well, we were able to take those horrible days and still like be able oh, to yeah. get to the venue. And I mean, I was the only guy there. Right. So like, you know, it's not like we had a crew of people. So that means that yeah. you guys are now crew as well, yeah. you know? So, and that was like that, you know, up until Canada, you know, like last January, you know, and, um, you just, yep. you gotta, you know, run, run, run to the show. And then you gotta run, run, run to be able to get everything set up, you know? And, Oh, by the way, you guys are on stage in 20 minutes. Yeah. No sound check today. Yikes. I heard that so much. That was every day. I don't think that we could literally every that. day. There were opening bands, like local bands that would have half hour sound joke. checks and we would get up and they'd be like, nope, no sound check, yep. line check only. It's okay. It's probably like, oh guys, we as humans on that tour, no sound checks. For no them. sound checks. They love, they love doing <laughs> I know, no sound checks. I hated checks. that. That was the one thing. I don't know why it was like that for us. Look, but. I want to give the listeners a, a peek because we're talking, we're kind of talking band talk right now, but there's a, there's this whole world that, that, probably a lot of concert goers don't even think about but when you're on stage you have to be able to hear yourself all that stuff that's on stage had to get set up by somebody at some point and sure the big 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 bands have a crew of people that go up and they set all that stuff up for them and they have other people that come in and, and play it all and sound check it for them but when when you're you know, when you're a newer band and I won't even say a newer band anymore mm -hmm. until you're selling, you know, a million records, um, you, you're doing it all yourself. And, and so when you don't get an opportunity and you know, every venue's different, every venue, they're using different microphones through a different board. Someone else is mixing you. If you don't have your own monitor engineer, cause we didn't have our own gear as far as that. end. yeah, we didn't, yeah, we didn't have any sort of mics or anything like that. So, um, and, and even if we did it, the, the hassle, we would have to set them all up sure. and run the cables ourselves exactly. and, and all that, or you, or you would have had yeah. to. Um, and so it's important that you at least get an opportunity to play through it, you know, half a song and, and know what you're going to sound like. And if you don't have an opportunity to do that, then you get up on stage for that first song and you're like, I can't hear anything. Or particularly for the people that don't play guitar, just because your guitar cable worked yesterday does not mean that it's going to work today. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like with anything. Yeah, you can't rely on anything on the road. Especially so, when you're going from like, you know, frigid north to blazing hot in the south and all your guitar strings like rot and fall off before you get there. <laughs> like, and you don't have time to change them because you're going to be on in like five minutes. Yeah. 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 So that's, uh, you know, that's some of the fun, some of the things that, you know, I, w the, one of the reasons we call this ruined radio is because, you know, it's the, the radio is kind of this perfect image of, of bands and artists. And when, you know, when you hear your favorite band on the radio, you, you have this idea that, oh, they've made it, they're big. Um, and it's you true. know, part, part of ruining that facade is, is saying that, you know, artists, bands, probably some of the biggest bands you've seen work really, really hard to try to, to fake this image of 
No, we are incredibly successful and we are going to prove it to you by by making it seem like we yeah. never have a problem. We won't take pictures in the trailer park. Exactly. It's true, yeah. yeah. And, Absolutely. Uh, and I, I won't even say, you know, I, I may have worded that wrong. Successful bands just aren't necessarily, some of them are, but most of them aren't really no. making a lot of money. They're not, no. you know, they're, they're still playing shows that nobody comes to. Yeah. Um, and you just have to be really careful, you know, the, the, the photographs where there's, you know, five people at the stage watching you play and no one, no one else is there. Um, that those pictures don't don't go out. We would uh, Justin would uh, some of those shows like in the Carnival of Madness when the the crowd was kind of dwindled yeah. out and kind of sparse. You like Photoshop the extra people. <laughs> in the extra people. Seriously, that happened because I was yeah. the one taking those pictures. And then so and you'd see it later. You'd be like, yeah. Whoa, what's that? Where'd they come from? Well, no, because I'd send them to Justin, you know, and he'd be like, all right, we're going to if we're going to post that one, we're going to have to kind of beef it up a little bit. It's bad for the tour. It's bad for everything, yeah. you know, but no, that's that's a valid point. You know, and I think one thing for myself, I would never give up the experience of touring in a van and road yeah. dogging it. You know what I'm saying? And just because of the fact that. Sure, you know, being in a bus, you know, a full-blown bus is is nice, you know. But, I mean, my preference, I, I like being able to stop at a gas station or, you know, being able to, like, go off route for a little bit and, you know, figure out yeah. or get lost, you know what I'm saying, yeah. or yeah. whatever, because it kind of just keeps it fresh. Yeah, yeah, we had plenty of, we'd pull over, I was talking about this the other day, pull over on the side of the road and throw the football for a little bit. Yep. Yeah. That was always fun. Exactly. Go to B-dubs. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So much beat ups. So much beat ups. Two o'clock in the morning. Let's just pull over and go to uh, Waffle House or yeah. um, the Burger Shake joint. What was that? What called? was that place? Steak and Shake. No, what was that place in Dallas? I, I was trying oh, to think oh, about Buzz it. Brew. Buzz, Buzz Brews. Buzz Brews. That's right. Oh. Coffee. Oh my gosh. So Buzz Brews, Dallas, Texas. If you're anywhere near Dallas, go to Buzz Brews. It's uh, they they roast their own coffee. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If they don't, but they have their just amazing coffee 24 hours a day and it's there's a few of them around the area and they're super yeah. tiny they're open 24 hours and and the food is just so good and uh yeah buzz brews we had some we had some unique interactions with people at buzz brews at like three o'clock in the morning yeah yeah we met a, a olympic medal soccer player something like that yeah. were you there for that i can't remember Sounds I think it was one of the team USA or something like that. Yeah. He was Olympic, but he was the worst server on the planet. And it was his first day on the job and his last day on the job while we were being served. And we actually watched <laughs> the whole thing unfold. Um, he, he was very rude to people that <clears throat> were short with him. And a couple came in, I think just weren't happy with the service and he accosted them and the manager came in and we witnessed a big meltdown. That was pretty cool. I remember that. Yeah. But there was always something like that. The same day we like we like randomly sat at a table with a like U.S. senator or something. I don't remember. I remember uh, that. That was like the last time that we were at Buzz Brews. I think there was a bunch of people there. Oh, there were yeah, yeah. There were, they were like political party political, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Can't yeah. What party? But and they just were talking and talking and talking and talking because they, they had were a little the too after much party. To drink. Yep. Well, <laughs> three a.m. at Buzz Brew. I mean, that's, what do you expect? It's uh, what you get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. What are you vaping on over there, Forshaw? I am vaping the same old... I need to mix it up. I have vanilla bourbon and... Yeah. And I changed my color and my smoke. Does that thing strobe? 
I wish. Probably. I just haven't figured it out. I, I was stoked that I could change the color on it. So That I'm, thing will go fetch your slippers in the morning for you if you just use the app. Cool. Is that green? That's the yellowish green. Nice. I had I had lavender on a little while ago. I've got the, celebrating <laughs> the, the lighter side. What I have, I have turtle cheesecake. It's really good. Um, got a got a shout out to E Vapors for hooking us up and uh, yeah, E Vapors. They're they're local, uh, but they E They will ship out their juices. They have an incredibly huge selection of. Um, anything you want. Uh, I love my tank. I love my my battery. Got them both from there. And honestly, we've been to vapor shops all over the country. You're not going to find better prices that, than you can find with these guys. And they make their juice all in-house themselves to make sure that there's not any kind of weird additives, weird chemicals. No strict nine. No, no strict nine. <laughs> and, uh, and so evapers.com, uh, go online if you vape. Uh, it's really important to make sure that the juice you're getting doesn't have a bunch of preservatives and a bunch of yeah. crap in it that are going to make you fact. sick. Yeah. And uh, yeah. if you want a place that you can rely on and know that you're you're getting juice that's safe and not going to harm you, no. evapors.com. Also, like I said, best prices, coils. Yeah. And if you smoke, stop smoking. I mean, it's time. It's time to get some vapor. Life-saving technology. This will change it for you and you won't have to g- get cancer. Good quality juice is huge, though. Like, once I went to a gas station, and I was like, oh, oh pina colada? Gas That station. sounds really pina good. Colada. Right? <laughs> pina colada, right? And it was horrible. It, it was, mixed it up in the mop bucket. It was absolutely horrible. <laughs> Seriously, it literally tasted like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, eVapor Sinister Guitar Picks also hooking us up. I need to send an email to those guys. I know. If you're watching... I don't know what his problem is. <laughs> no, we're so busy. We don't have time to do anything. Well, they, uh, those guys, what all do they do? I mean, I know they do guitar picks. They do everything. Custom guitar picks. Um, a lot of apparel. Their apparel is really sick. I mean, I really rock awesome. in a necklace. I've had this necklace. I've had like three of these. Um, they're well made, but I'm kind of stupid with things and break stuff a lot. So uh, <laughs> a lot of cool shirts, guitar picks, obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot, shoot. A lot, a, lot a lot of the shirts you wore on tour were sinister. Sinister. Yeah, They're yeah awesome that was looking. kind of, that was it. I didn't really need to do anything with my wardrobe, just sinister and some cool pants. And they're the, uh, they're kind of, they're the home of the, the metal guitar pick, which yeah, is they really have a, cool. They're handmade, right. custom metal, ed- metal, metal edge, metal edge. No, they have a, a custom <laughs> metal edge on them. Custom metal edge. <laughs> I'm all phlegmy. I'm getting over being sick. Help. Um, yeah, hand makes them. They're amazing. I like metal picks. I've always liked metal picks. And that's kind of a weird thing. A lot of people are like, metal picks? I I remember, I don't even know how I randomly came upon an aluminum, it's like a red little jazz style aluminum pick. And I loved it. So it was really cool to meet up with them and see a guy making them by hand. Yeah. Yeah. So Sinister Guitar Picks, great. I mean, if you're, especially if you're a touring band, you're going to need lots of picks. I know I went through 10 picks a day. I felt like Sinister Guitar Picks, they do custom stuff. That really... Yeah. Really and you're not cool going to want things. some stupid Dunlops with a turtle on them if you're a professional band. Turtle, you know, turtle. Throw them out like, oh, yeah, this is a pick from from Bob from that band. Like, really? It looks like a stupid, like, turtle, turtle pick. Just don't <laughs> throw metal picks out. Just don't throw. I do. I thought about that. <laughs> like, sharpen them up. <laughs> just flick them out there as hard as you can. It's like a ninja star. I, I like two mil picks. Just chuck them and break glass. Dude, I made that mistake with drumsticks, not realizing throwing them overhand. 
They get a lot of yep. speed really I fast. Once. I did that once. Uh, <laughs> it's just. <gasps> I want to say it was like my first show that we were on the Red Tour, and uh, I was like, I'm going to be cool. You know, everyone throws drumsticks. <laughs> and I was like, my adrenaline was just so yeah. high that I was just like, shoom. <laughs> it just take a lot of effort Dallas. for a lot of power to go into that. And I was like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. It's Dude, I remember the, over the summer, I can't remember if I said this on a podcast earlier, but I think it was Soul Fest, the one that was like a 25 hour drive, whichever one that was. The one that was like New Hampshire or something. Yeah. But at the end of the show, the lights went, like, we we're like, okay, show's over. The lights were all up, the crowd lights were on. So I just went and just chucked a drumstick out. I didn't throw it overhand. I just kind of just threw it like that. As soon as I let it go, they killed every light for nice. set change nice. right when I let it out. And I'm like, oh, God. Nice. And yeah. I was like, okay, let's come back to the second one. Because they both broke. Same thing. Lights go down right when it leaves my hand. Really? Yeah. yeah like, guy's going to impale somebody. I'm going to get sued or something. It's going to suck. <laughs> yeah. Where were you on uh, Winter Jam? We should have had you out there. I had nothing but radio contestant winners, so throwing anything, they just sit there and it just bounce off their face. They had nothing. <laughs> they don't care. You know, some of them were like 50 years old, um, you know, and they were right on stage left. So I'd be throwing stuff at them and they just kind of look at me. So chucking <laughs> drumsticks would have been really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I should have started chucking dr- like drumsticks just as a guitar player, just go grab them and like throw them at people. Fun Random fact, up. I remember meeting you and Cordell on Winter Jam back in 2012. Yeah, that's right. That was the first year that I was backstage hanging out. And I remember just passing you guys because I, I didn't know who you were. Like, hey, man, good, like, cool set. I specifically remember meeting you. I don't know, yeah, remember meeting Jake at all. Yeah. I remember meeting you and Cordell. I remember meeting you on, uh, we did like some theme park. It was King's Dominion. I was oh, going to comment on that earlier, yeah. That was the worst. It was so the hottest hot. show I've oh, ever, my. they that's built literally it. hell it was the worst show, show I've ever played heat wise. I got off stage lightheaded and literally like we're supposed to scramble to get all the gear off the stage. And I've probably talked about this a million times, but I couldn't, I just had to sit down. Like, sorry, I can't mm. help you right now. I'm done. It's, to give an idea, over. the way the stage, the way the whole thing's set up is the sun, when it's setting, it's setting into the stage. So the crowd, it's to their back, which I guess is why they designed it that way. But the crowd's sitting in metal bleachers. So you're already melting. And then the band is getting the sun straight in their face. So, yeah, it's it's a terrible setup. Yeah, it was... Uh, and it's a pain in the tail just to get the gear off the stage of that thing, too. It's like 25 feet off the that's ground right. or something they like that. To, they had like they had like an up. elevator lift or something. Yeah, they had like a, like a lift, like a forklift to lift all the gear up. Because the only way on stage was there's a staircase in the back. Yep. That was the only way up That's and right. down. I remember that. But I remember like sitting in the back and catering or something like that. You were there like interviewing somebody for like Evans or so- something oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, it might have been. I can't and, um, remember. That, that the whole thing's a The other but... show that was like King's Dominion for me was uh, Memphis. What's uh, the Memphis. river? Oh, the zoo amphitheater. That's right. Is That's it right. the zoo? Oh yeah. yeah. Direct sunlight, right at dusk, middle of summer, just dying. And you can probably go find the video on YouTube. And just like I'm trying my best to try to play the right notes, but I wanted to die. Because that's another one. The sun oh, is yeah, sitting just, right just there, just blaring on you. Yep. You and it's Memphis, so it's out. already nasty oh, out. Sticky, you know, nasty. Yeah. Your tar turns into just well, a big sludge. Dude, we pile. had one in Florida when I was playing for Jamie. We had to wear pants, long sleeve button, button down shirts, ties, all this crap. Yeah. Miami, Florida, middle of May, sun setting right into the stage. Nice. It was like 100 degrees plus the sun hitting us. Nice. And that's Jamie Grace, right? Yeah. Just for the record. Yeah, sorry, Jamie Grace. The, the, I mean, I, I appreciate the sentiment. What they're trying to do is put the sun to the audience's back right. so that they can see the stage and the sun's you know, on their face. But I, I promise nobody took the band's 
well-being into consideration. That not that show at King's Dominion by um, I mean a million percent was the hottest show that that I ever played. It was you know we're dressed in black. Sure, that's our fault. However, that didn't matter. <laughs> I remember the gear on stage being so hot you couldn't touch that's it. That's right. Mm-hmm. It was it was ridiculous. I remember that. That's the only time I've ever actually come very close to passing out in my life um, was that show, and it was because it was so hot. Yeah, I remember. I think it was the day before y'all were there. I was helping. I think it was nine lashes. Like the wind was blowing really hard, and they had two uh, like the six foot by six foot banners on each side of the stage, and they wouldn't they couldn't get weighed down enough because the wind. So they're like, "Hey, can some people hold them down?" So we did, and I leaned up against a drum riser just to sit down not paying attention and it burned the side of my leg I, it was metal i didn't think about it it just like singed the side of my leg yep. Yep. just the split second of touching it that's crazy we but thought yeah, about the first time i met you guys we thought about doing years. like a background with some some carts on the stage that have broken glass oh, um, right. and i was thinking <laughs> right. about that for that. the shows that are in the middle of summer where we're you know that's right sun's going down and that's reflecting on people yeah mm. like lasers blinding people yeah. yeah we never did go through with it but like that was i was it's concerned a about good that thing we didn't it was a good idea just wouldn't have been executed no <laughs> wouldn't have been a good idea but like broken shards of glass and sure. having to haul that around just that was my someone concern. would have lost a finger yeah like not only did people get burned to death but now we're all slid up and in the hospital with cuts yeah i remember yeah. having those discussions kind of those production meetings about that and like really broken shards of mirror on set carts and you have to understand band gear when you load it up in a trailer looks one way when you close the back of the trailer it looks a completely it looks like little elves (laughs) snuck in overnight and rearranged everything like i can't imagine having glass in there and i don't think it would matter how how well you secured it when you anytime you're taking them off stage putting them on stage and and at those bigger festivals there are stagehands that help pick that stuff up that's what i was gonna say sometimes you can't even load your own gear it's against the law because yeah. of the the unions. Chicago. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I can't imagine the the bloody mess that would be with <laughs> cut up hands and I arms can't play and... guitar tonight, guys. Sorry. <laughs> like the, the, the speed bump you hit, probably like pulling into the first venue. You have those things. Just the whole thing just comes undone and just shattered glass in the whole back of the trailer. Yikes! Yeah. Well, that was a cool idea. I guess. Good idea. Get all get out all the bad ideas onto the good ideas. Yeah. But yeah, so this is uh, this is really the first uh, the first vodcast in in kind of the wake of of uh, everything that went on this past weekend with um, um, kind of the band, you know, we as humans official farewell. Well, um, and if you you want to talk about that, <laughs> yeah, well, let's I mean, talk I, about it. I just mean I, you know, it's uh, no, I'm with you. It's something that that's been. Um, you know, we've known about, I guess for a little while, but we're kind of hoping the situation might turn around and it didn't. Yeah. Um, but in light of that, that's, uh, you know, we, we do have some, some really cool things that we've been working on and, and some songs we've been writing. And I think what's really, what's been really cool is kind of discovering our, ourselves and our songwriting abilities over the last six months. Cause really that's how long it's, it's kind of been. Yeah. We've um, been writing a lot. Yeah, and, uh, and that's been a really cool writing for a lot of different people. Yeah. It's only been kind of adding to the inspiration and just getting it out, being able to write a lot of different topics. And now what we've got going on, 
super excited about. Yeah. 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 Which is, I mean, like, We as Human may be done only because there was one owner of We as Human and he's chosen to kind of do his own thing, but the rest of us are still ready to make awesome music. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I, I guess, I mean, I could definitely go on the record and say that, yes, We as Human is over. The name is gone. And um, on paper, We as Human is, is owned by Justin Cordell. And uh, so he doesn't, you know, he's, he's chosen... Um, specifically not to, to pursue music any longer and to, to kind of pursue his own own thing. Um, and so even if we wanted to, we couldn't, we couldn't hire a new lead singer and continue. That's not, that's not even an option. Um, but essentially it will be, um, you know, it'll be awesome. And, and our goal I think is to be more awesome and to have better music and, and go bigger, harder and, uh, and really just, just pick up where we left off the best that we can and, and hopefully uh, forge a, a new a new path and a new future. I just wanted to say that and kind of yeah clear the air. Yeah, you know, we've been getting a lot of, a lot of questions and and it's you know, it's kind of hard to we've we've spent the last 6 months pretending like nothing's happened as far as kind of the public is is concerned and trying to be yeah. careful about what we say and, and as respectful as we possibly can be and um more so have a positive mindset. Too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a hopeful mindset. Sure. Yeah. And I, you know, I can say there is absolutely nothing but love. Um, and, uh, you know, if you know the situation, great. If you don't great, it doesn't even really matter at the end of the day. No. Yeah. Um, all that matters is, uh, is that, uh, there's nothing but love. And, uh, and rather than focusing on everything that's happened, we we're choosing to just focus on the future and, and, because that's that's where we're going. It doesn't. I mean, sure. where we've been, sure it matters because it helped us get here. But other than that, um, dwelling in it isn't going to do any good. And so, um, and trust me, guys, the songs are really, 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 really good, really good. Yeah, Thanks, you may have even uh, you may have even heard snippets of of uh, of some of them if you've seen us live. Uh, some of that stuff um, was written by by Justin and I, and, and, uh, you know, we may choose to use some of that and we may, we may not, I don't know, but, uh, I'm excited. It's a cool thing. And, and, uh, we're going hard. Yeah. Oh, I and mean, one of the things, I mean, with we as human, because it, it got so big and so corporate, so to speak, there were a lot of people in the pot. There were a lot of opinions about things and there've been a lot of bands that have had situations like that too, where they kind of come out and they're like, we're just kind of doing our own thing. Now we're going to release this album independent because we're, we're broken away from the label. Um, and not to be cliche, I mean, that, that's kind of where we're at, but we have a lot of influences that really didn't necessarily come out with We As Human stuff, just, you know, because of the, the style and the genre and the way that, you know, things were. We added to it um, the best we could with our composition skills and with writing skills. I mean, there was definitely lyrics that were inspired by us that Justin took and um, did some things with. And um, But this is, I mean, really, like, this is from the ground up us. We're in a studio. We're producing it all. We're writing the guitar parts. We're talking into microphones. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> sorry, you're moving my mic. Um, but we're, I mean, we're building this just kind of, you know, grassroots from the ground up, you know, yeah. and, and pulling from all those those elements that we did with We As Human from some of the, the guitar heroes, the Tremonis, the Steve Vai's, the, you know, the Misha and, um, and just throwing it in there. So I want to bring something up really quick. I, I've seen a lot of questions. Um, obviously without the lead singer that we had yeah um being a part of this a lot of people have asked um who 
who's going to sing. I've even had some other singers, some amazing guys, some amazing singers reach out and say, Hey, look, you know, you guys don't have a singer right now. Right. Um, that, uh, you know, what are you going to, what are you going to do? Yeah. Can, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, Instrumental. <laughs> well, and, and I've done that. It's <laughs> a good way to not sell records, but it's yeah, really fun. It is fun. <laughs> um, you know, we've, we've had some people offer to step up and kind of do that, but I want you to share, uh, your experience, uh, I yeah. want you to start with Mindslip. Um, Mind I don't want to give anything yeah, away. Let's, but. Uh, I got to give a shout out to my boys in Mindslip. Those guys are awesome. Um, had a great time this last summer. What was it? September? I'm so bad with time. Like my brain just <laughs> I doesn't. I don't know. It, it was, yeah. It was, it was maybe even before that, right? August, September, October. Yeah, something like that. I'm, I'm an idiot. But um, just put a feeler out on a Nashville gig finder, which there's a couple of Facebooks. I don't know if I should give that away. Cause everybody's going to go add Nashville gig finder. They're going like, to, if, <laughs> if you live in Nashville and you, you want to play and music, you're trying to find a that's gig. The one. Um, um, but I, I threw this ridiculous post up and on it was ridiculous. It was, it was really ridiculous. <laughs> I have a way of doing so that. It, it was, was like, hilarious. you know, experienced lead guitar player looking to find, you know, some, some part-time work, um, but what you said, I was said funny. So, I I, the attire, like lumberjack attire, you know, <laughs> accepting, but not necessarily preferred. Like, I don't want to totally do the hipster thing, but I'm willing to do, I put something like that up there. I wish I could just pull it up and read it. Um, sure enough, I, I got a message back, um, from a management company based <laughs> off of that retarded nonsense. Um, actually, um, a, a woman named Jennifer Miller, who's super cool, um, contacted me and mentioned this group Mindslip that had just kind of like had a falling out with a guitar player and needed somebody for a couple of gigs, one of which was with Mark Tremonti. And so I'm like, this is it. Mark Tremonti, I'm doing it. I don't care. And then I, you know, I got the material and fell in love with it. The guys are great writers. Um, a couple of guys in particular, James and Danny, just crushing it with their writing ability and just with the, the technique and everything involved with it. Um, so I started rehearsing. They gave me creative control with lead guitar parts and stuff. So I, you know, I sat in the studio and just went to town. You know, wanted to impress impress Mark Tremonti. So went down, played the show. Um, it was killer. Hung out with Mark. Kind of hung out with Mark Tremonti beforehand. He showed me some cool custom guitars. Um, got to you know talk to him, talk shop. Um, Played the show and then later hung out with the band and got to sit down with Mark Tremonti, which was really cool. Actually, I don't know. We haven't told this story, but um, snuck Luke, who's 18 years old, <laughs> into a bar that was, uh, <laughs> it was, in hindsight, it was the it was the right decision. It's kind of hard to say that. Like, I don't encourage people to sneak into bars, but um, we're, but we're standing at the doorway. I've got Luke. I'm like, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to hang out with Mark tonight. This is going to be awesome bouncer gets in my face like where are you going man like, well i can go on my id's like no you guys you need to get out of here you can't come in it just happens to be a fight right as he's trying to get me out and i grab luke and we just jetted to the back of this bar um hanging out with mark you know we were just like trying not to be total fangirls which was really difficult this is mark tremonti mark tremonti i from, mean like who, who really built his his <sighs> empire on creed as creed's guitarist he did, he did. and then when He's, scott stapp went bananas he ultra bridged it up and ultra bridge is a fantastic band i mean i can't think of a better way to follow up a really difficult situation with a band that's just that awesome yeah, yeah. i mean super super cool so already yeah I mean, kind of some some 
some yeah some relata- similar some some very relatable yeah with, i mean part of part of me going down there was you know obviously the mind slip stuff was incredible Those not are to, really really great n- band. Yeah, Look I mean, them up. really really good stuff so obviously i'm not going to go play without that but i really you know a cool incentive was like hey we're opening up for mark tremonti that's really cool and maybe i'll get to sit down and pick his brain a little bit um so we make it back and we get to hang out with him and uh, i'm sure his his perspective he's not a believer um so you know gotta take some things with a grain of salt you know there's there's a different perspective involved but more or less kind of you know hey man this is what's going on with we as human our singers kind of making some really bad decisions that are affecting all of us and um he kind of looked at me with a grin on his face and just shook his head and he basically told me he's like singers ruin everything (laughs) that was the exact like mark tremonti quote was like singers ruin everything which Um, i mean it was it's not facetious a little true, bit. No, right. it's, it's not always in true. In his situation, it was true. That jaded kind of common thread came out a little bit. Right. So he, we kind of knew in our situation, but, our singer was was definitely yeah. brought down. We assume. And they, they had a few beers, so he was you know he was being very open and sharing his perspective, <laughs> maybe more so than you know in any other kind of circumstance. But he basically was like you need to be the singer you guys need to write the music you need to be the singer you need to do this don't let anybody else take control of that you know like regardless of how big you think you're going to get you don't i mean as musicians as real musicians working musicians we don't care about being famous like i don't i don't get up in the morning and think like how how can i position myself in the industry that i'll be like the next big band like i just love playing I, I i love sharing positive music that affects people and sometimes negative music that has a positive spin that yeah. is god-centric mm-hmm. like you know really kind of put people in a, a place where they can start thinking about deeper thoughts and about christ and about um just life in general and and really you know like be able to make that work somehow in a situation that is kind of negative you and know i'm gonna pause your your story just for a second um i will say and and you had, you told me this just the other day just this past saturday we were riding um that that you would you even kind of fell into it for a minute maybe and uh, but i will say i for every musician of course when you're when you make the decision to pursue the 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 bigger stage you want yeah. the record label you want the management you want the booking agency you want to go on tour you want to be all over the country you know you want to be all over the world there is a moment where you want you, sure you want to be famous there's there's this idea that if I'm famous, if thousands or millions of people know who I am, yeah. then that will make me happy. That will fulfill me. And that's all I want. I, re- I remember thinking if I could just have yeah. my 15 seconds of fame. Shoot. I remember that the first time Justin Cordell called me from We As Human, they weren't even on a record label or anything. They had some songs on the radio. Yeah, it's the perception. And I remember thinking, you know what? Even if I don't get this gig with We As Human, at least at least uh at least i got to talk to justin cordell on the phone which is just a funny story i remember telling him that later and but um but that that idea that that fame it goes away really 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 fast this this oh yeah if i can only you know sure if i get to play one big festival if i get to go on one tour then i could walk away happy that leaves so 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 fast and you're left if you don't have a bigger better reason for why you want to tour why you want to write music why you want to do this this life because it's a really 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 tough life and you know i kind of always had this idea that it was a bit of a white collar job right you kind of go in you you get to write music and you get to stand on stage and play your shows and and people just love you and they love your music it is not a white collar job it is 100 percent a blue collar job you you get up early in the morning you drive 
yeah. and then you you work really hard physical labor you load you unload your gear and that goes on for years and years it's it's a long time before you're able to afford a crew that can even just help you do that kind of thing yeah because once you start making money then you got to get a crew because you're, right. you're yeah, to the yeah. point of where okay money's coming in and now we need more people to be able to help us out, make our lives easier. And suddenly so then you're, not, you're not, making not making money. Money. <laughs> exactly. You got this big old tour bus. You got four or five people touring with you. Everything's great. You know, to the public, you're this massive band. But to your bank accounts not and to, to your you. wife <laughs> and kids well, the, the sitting at home becomes, eating ramen. Yeah, it becomes a, a, a just in more of an investment because you're always sure. like you're growing the band. You're growing the band. You're throwing more money into a more production, more crew, more this, more that. I mean, you could probably, you know, just go your whole career using the band to invest in opportunities to do other things. Right. I mean, like that, right. that's kind of how yep. it goes. But, but yeah, so all that to say that, um, you know, it's uh, at first, maybe it might have something to do with, yeah, I want to be famous, but really quickly, it's not about that. It's about wanting to put out, um, good music and as people who have dedicated their lives to uh to serving christ first and foremost above anything else um then it becomes your your message your path your destiny your your everything to let people know that there's a god that is uh above all loving um you know the bible even says that god is love yeah um, he's merciful and and love is is um choosing to forgive um uh, regardless um, and, uh, and that means, you know, no matter what someone is doing to you, doing against you, whatever it is, um, you love them, you forgive them. And, and that is true. That is true. Um, Christianity, that is true belief. And, and, uh, I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but I just, I was just thinking about, you know, I think right now, probably even some people watching this might have this idea about Christianity as, as being judgmental and, um, and this, this, you know, people sitting in the pew and, and pointing fingers and, and, and that is not, that is not at all what true, um, true belief in Christ is. That is not the gospel that Jesus preached when he was here on this earth, not even for a second. It was to love everyone. He loved the people that crucified him and he forgave them. And, uh, he even says it on the cross. He, he pleads with God. He says, you know, forgive them because they don't even know what they're doing. They don't understand. Um, total tangent, but I wanted to say that, um, you have definitely been someone throughout, uh, throughout our history in the band as, uh, you know, Justin Forshaw as someone who, um, who has always had this idea that even, and you kept all of us in check, even as we did get the big record deal with Atlantic records, we got the management deal with Q management who's managing skillet. And we were so excited yeah. and we were going on skillet tours and blah, 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 blah. doesn't even matter. Yeah. You were the one that was always like, well, wait, 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 wait. If we're not first and foremost, um, being an example to people of what, of what Christ wants us to be, of what it is to um, exalt God and, and love love Jesus, um, then we're just completely wasting our time. And so, yeah. so stepping forward in the music industry and in this new venture, kind of with without some of the cloudiness of a record label and having to go on tour because we we have a radio single out and we have to we don't have a choice it's not yeah. it's either keep your record deal go on tour and go broke and um you know and too bad for you 
uh, or, you know, stay home and, and lose it all. Now we can kind of, we kind of have this opportunity to really do whatever we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's really what music is all about. And I think the most successful bands really in history just kind of up and kind of did whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we're going to be as successful as, as some of the most successful bands in history. That said, everything I just said, it's, it, that's not what it's about. No. And I mean, I don't think it was a tangent. You know, I think it's, it's crucial. I mean, if you don't have another, you know, a bigger reason as to why you're playing music, you know, or what you're doing, then why are you doing it? You know, mm-hmm. and what's going to, what's going to drive you to play that song or that set list 800 times night after night after night. Cause I yeah. can guarantee you that playing that song every single night is not just a bundle of joy. You know what I'm saying? And you have to, you have to have a bigger reason and that song has to mean something to you yeah. in order for you to actually want to get up there and play it in order for you to want to, you know, everyone thinks like you said, it's just, Oh, touring is just amazing. And touring is, it's, that's fun. Literally the best thing that I've, you know, that I've, that I can say I've experienced as far as, you know, like a job goes or anything like that. Um, and just being around people that you genuinely love to be around, you know, but the same hand goes, you know, whether you're, you know, whether you're doing it for free, whether you're making, you know, five bucks out, out of it, you still have to have some bigger picture, you know, otherwise you're, you're sitting there going broke for no reason. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. putting all of your yeah. your time and your family's time into it because everyone that you see on the road has a family, regardless of if it's a wife or you know a kid or their mom and dad or brother and sister. Those people are gone from those people from their family, you know, months out of the year, you know, and Most so there's the year, yeah, yeah, you know, and so there has to be something that's driving you to do it. Otherwise, why do it? Yeah. Yeah, for me, it was art just for the sake of art was never enough. It had to be like I had a radical conversion to Christ when I was younger um, and music was really all I knew. So I knew that somehow I wanted to be able to take that, my just my testimony, um, you know, my discovery of God's grace and, and the ability to recover brokenness and broken lives and be able to share that. And I know it's a you know common thread amongst a lot of really cool Christian bands to be able to do that, but um, it's something that I think drives us to continue. And I mean, we all love music. We all play music, you know, regardless of if it was something that we're making money or for professionals or famous or anything, we're going to continue to make music, but, um, being able to use that, that avenue to, to bless people and to, to just make a difference in society in general, if you can. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest thing for me was, um, you know, actually seeing, you know, everyone can talk about, you know, you have a bigger picture and everything, but actually seeing that put to work. Um, I don't know how many people we've met over the years that, you know, you meet them and they're like, yeah, I, you know, I don't believe in God. I I don't plan on believing in God. And, you know, I'm here because I saw that there's a local show at this bar and you guys just happen to play it. And then next thing you know, you know, they hear your music, they buy a CD or we give them a CD or whatever. And then three months later, we come back to that venue and they're like a huge fan, but not only are they they just a huge fan, they've like picked apart the lyrics and they've yeah. so, some sort of, you know, applied it to their life. And then, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, we met some awesome, awesome people up in Wisconsin, you know, and, you know, you, you start to see how the song really like applies to your life and how that starts to completely change your life as well, as far as how you look, you know, your outlook on every day, you know, how you, 
just go about being, you know, a human, you know? And uh, so actually seeing the lyrics, you know, in our bigger picture actually be put into real work. That's the, you know, the, the best thing for me is seeing it actually work. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's really cool. That's cool. Uh, you know, <laughs> all of that to say, uh, moving forward in the music industry for us means putting out music that we love, putting out music that we like, and, um, and, and really having a purpose. And uh, I know um, as of today, as of you watching this podcast, um, Justin and I are both going to be singing. Yeah. Um, we've been writing the material. We both sing. And, uh, and I, I honestly have to say that I'm completely excited as, as some of these songs have been shaping up. Um, I know my mind has been blown thinking, you know, this is not only is it fun, we're saying really what we want to say. And at the end of the day, if, if millions of people love, love the songs and want to buy it, that's, that's wonderful. That's great. If 10 people love the songs and buy it, that's equally as wonderful Mm -hmm. because we're doing what we love and and we're saying what we want to say and uh you know i hope you like it i hope you enjoy what we have coming up uh we don't have a name for this new project officially we have some ideas um but uh but yeah the songs are already being written uh in fact um we're we're going to be releasing uh uh i know for sure uh, one song very soon this is uh this is our hearts and this is what we love and this is what we do and this is what we believe in and uh you know i i hope everyone watching this um can share share in that belief share in, in love and forgiveness and um obviously our hearts that is that you would uh that you would know and recognize that there there is a god and that the god is is love and that he loves you and he loves us and that above all else there is absolute forgiveness for anything that you could ever do and anything that you've ever done. Um, and, and, uh, God is graceful and he's merciful. And I can say that about my life a hundred percent. And, uh, if you're, you know, if you're up on any of the events that have gone on with we as human and, and with Justin Cordell, um, then, uh, regardless of what you know or what you don't know, um, I, I know with, concrete um uh security that that god is loving and forgiving and merciful and he says all we have to do is ask for it and uh and he also says that as people who love him and who who claim to be christians who say that they love god it is our responsibility first and foremost to forgive everyone and anyone of anything that they've ever done to us for us against us um um, or else you can't even forgive us. And so as far as we as human is concerned, um, there's, like I said before, nothing but love, nothing but forgiveness. And, uh, and, and that situation, uh, will have to pick up where, you know, where it left off on, on, on another day, but we, we definitely are moving on. We're coming, uh, we're coming with something that we love, something that's awesome and something that we believe in. And, uh, yeah. In the meantime, 
We're doing Ruin Radio. We have RMS Studios here in uh, in Nashville. We're recording artists and bands, and and that's also going on. And it's it's uh, your demos could be really good <laughs> if really, you contact really, really us. Yeah. Seriously, we do demos. We work with with artists. We've got some some uh, artists that are doing some really cool things. Nathan King is someone that comes to mind. And uh, someone that we've I'm been excited for Nathan. working on his Stuff's record. Awesome. Yeah, this yeah. last week he's country. He was in a, a Christian rock band called Angel Light. Now he's doing country, and the guy is just incredible. He's a really, really good songwriter. Um, but yeah, we're doing country rock and yep. and uh, uh, just anything in between pop. Yeah, uh, a lot of alternative stuff. Pop singer songwriter stuff. Do guitar lessons on Skype sometimes, guitar all the time. Lessons, this guy's know, ridiculous. Little plug in there. Little plug. <laughs> modern guitar lessons. Shameless lesson, plug. Um, but yeah, well, Tom, man, I, I really appreciate you coming in and, Absolutely. and, uh, you yeah, know, like we said at the top of this, we, we honestly never have any idea where this is going to go. Nope. And, uh, every um, week we say we will. Yes. No kidding. <laughs> and, uh, but, and I appreciate everybody for listening and, and, uh, this is, uh, this is RMS studios. This is the ruin radio vodcast and, uh, e vapors, sinister guitar picks. And honestly, we really should give a plug to Kimmy G's cafe. We should all, I've been staring down those cookies that are over there. Let me, over there. Let me be cookies. starving. These, cookies. these are, these are birthday cake cookies. Can I, I have d- one of those right now? Actually, <laughs> so we can have a live reaction. We have, more. we have lots of cookies. She keeps us well fed. Tom, Kimmy G's cafe. I do, actually. This might, this might sound like First it's random, games. but this is a, this is a cafe here in town that takes amazing care of us. I yeah, get a, get a close up on that now this cafe i I just want to tell you um i happen to know literally exactly Mm -hmm. the place she gets her her coffee beans from um they roast them they come in green literally green straight off the plant they're roasted fresh and uh so kimmy g she has her own blend she ships those out you can order coffee online if you are a coffee connoisseur if you love coffee um, um, you know, right now, first person that comes to mind is Jonathan Chu, mm-hmm. uh, former violinist of Skillet. Um, you, uh, you really need to check, check out Kimmy G's. Uh, I know that, uh, formerly the Red Oak, you could probably go to the Red Oak cafe. Um, but I know that that she's going to have a website up really soon. Please order coffee from this lady. Her coffee honestly is the best coffee I've ever had in my entire life. Um, she's always hooking us up with with really good stuff. Sinister Guitar Picks, evapors.com. Check them out. And uh, yeah, we're going to be back next week. I'm Jake Jones. Justin Forshaw. Tom Reardon. Brooks Holt. Brooks Woo! Holt. Yeah. You ever watch, uh, what, what show is this? Steve Holt. No. Arrested Development. Mm-mm. No. <gasps> I know the show. I've never watched it. You've never seen Arrested Development? Nope. I've seen commercials right. for it. Well, I'm going to end on this note. Steve Holt. <laughs>